This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Dude, if you're floating from the fucking sky, it doesn't matter how you come down. You're making a presence. People, we get shot. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I'm here, as always, with Mr. Casey Shearer. Hey, Bill. How are you doing, buddy? Very cool. Papa Smoke, Abby. Thank you very much. And my name is Bill Seabolt. Casey, what episode are we at? Uh... 27, 26, 28, mid-20s, yeah, 20-ish, 20-something. Casey, before we get into this show, uh, we got a letter, and I wanted to read the letter. And the letter was very simple. It was from someone who uh, put their name as, I'm under witness protection. Good luck, sir. Uh, Who are your next guests was the question. And, you know, I thought maybe we could talk a little about what we're doing with guests, because it's been a few episodes since we've had a guest. Yeah. Um, taking a little bit of a wee break. We took one for the, the, the winter, uh, months there. We, we were going to work on a new studio. I guess some things have changed. You want to talk about what's going on with the, uh, guest Casey? Yeah. So we're just taking a, a little bit of a break from the guests. You know, it, it gets a little difficult when you have guests and you schedule your day around it and they don't show up. <clears throat> Victor Miller. <clears throat> Hashtag fuck you, Victor. <laughs> Isn't that, didn't you tell me there is a hashtag, fuck you, Victor Miller, or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently this guy has skipped out on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so uh, we do have a guest lined up. Should I announce the guest here on this show? Yeah, if you're ready, go for it. All right. Uh, Yeah, uh, April 2nd, well, April 2nd in our world, we will be speaking with Dean Cameron. Remember Dean from Ski School? Yes. Oh, and uh, uh, Summer School, too. Ski school and summer school, yeah. Chainsaw. Wow, that's fun. That'd yeah. be cool. So he was kind of, is he still working? I'm, I haven't seen him in, in since the 80s. So it would be interesting to find out like what his career was like, what it's like when the 80s end. You know, he was in a lot of movies, too, that are a little bit like, oof, it doesn't play well now in uh, 2021. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what he thinks about that. Yeah, and we got a ton of fan questions for uh, for Dean also. So if you want to head over to our Facebook group, you can answer uh, or ask Dean some questions over there. There's there's some fun questions on there that I'm I'm looking forward to asking Dean myself. Well, that's cool. That'll be fun to talk to him. But man, you're you're actually telling the truth. I mean, how many people have we had ghost us? Like, when, we should do an episode one day on all the celebrities who who either ghosted us. Or uh, some of them just never. I've got a couple that I know I reached out to. It just they, they said something. They're just gone, like vapor in the wind. Just gone. Yeah, yeah. And then you got guys like Mark Singer who uh, said that he would be on our show anytime we asked him. So we have that. We also have that in our uh, in our back pocket, if you will. Yeah. Well, I know you got pretty caught up with work, so that's also another thing scheduling. So the studio, 
Well, looks like we're going to be doing Zoom for a little while until we figure out exactly what we want to do. A couple things have started and stopped, and that's just the way it goes. But this is working. I think yeah. we sound pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And you know what? You want to know uh, another place I've been, why we didn't get the record last week? Oh, where were you, Casey? I was in Seattle, Washington. Well, yeah. outside of Seattle, Washington. Checking out the grunge scene that died. No, 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 I'm not a grunge guy. Oh, I know why you were there for work. Because you travel everywhere for work. You tell us every episode. I was there for work. Getting warmer. Also. But. In a movie, Casey? I was. Oh, you did that. You did that. I did it. Oh, you got it. Tell tell everybody what you did. So if you're not familiar with our show, a few weeks ago, months ago, I won a raffle to uh, be Jason Voorhees for one kill in the upcoming Roseblood fan film written and directed by Peter Anthony. So they flew you down. They flew me. They dressed you up as Jason. Yeah, And this one, we talked about this on another episode. So this is the one I think we did. I hope we did. Because this is the one that is the the unofficial sequel to part seven. Yep. Okay. So you're yep. that version of Jason, which was the Kane Hodder version. Yeah. Which is very important. There's, there's characteristics that Kane had that you had to copy. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Were they on you about it? Yeah. Well, it took me to film my scene. It took five tries. Wow. Because what did what you do? Swing an axe like you couldn't I swing can't, the axe like a, a real killer? I can't tell you exactly what I did. All right. But they told me one thing, and then when you get there and you're in full gear, then they he told me something different. And, like, everything that I had thought that I was going to be doing just went completely out the window. And it's like there's 10 people telling you what to do. <laughs> you know, it looks like you're you're walking, you know, Whatever, but you have about six feet to do everything that you're supposed to do in this short, like four to six feet area. Was it harder than you thought it would be? You you must have been when we were talking to like CJ Graham, you know, who played Jason in part six. Like, were you were you thinking it can't be that hard a job, dude? I th- <laughs> I thought I was gonna walk in there and be like, oh, I got this one fucking take, one take, Jake, and fucking be out and. <laughs> Not the case. It's fucking hard, man. I, I I have a newfound respect for actors and what they do, and especially the crew behind the scenes doing what they do. These guys filmed this movie in eight days. They shot 16 hours a day, and on the last day it was 21 hours. Wow. Uh, they put a lot of money into this movie. Um, a lot of thought went into this movie. And the script, everything that I saw was f- phenomenal. I mean, this thing is this this is going to be this is going to be fun. Did they have uh, was everybody on set who was in the movie? So if it was only an eight day shoot, you probably saw Lars. Her name is Lar, not Lars. Lars drums for Metallica. Lar, who was the original woman, was she not on set? She's in this movie, isn't she? Yeah. So from part seven, Terry Kaiser's uh, Terry Kaiser from part seven, bad news cruise and Lar Park Lincoln. You know, he played weekend at Bernie's. He was Bernie. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. He was also in Tammy and the T-Rex, if you haven't seen that. <laughs> no. Talk about fucking great movies. That's a movie we should do a watch along for. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, that one. I missed that one. That's Denise Richards, Paul Walker, and Terry Kaiser. Wow. What a yeah. what a what a power crew there. I mean. Yeah. So anyway, so Lar Park, Lincoln, Terry Kaiser reprising their roles from part seven. They shot on Friday. They did their scenes with whoever was in their scenes. That was it. That nothing it's else. Just hard for the day. Yeah. It's like we didn't get the shot. Yeah. Well, who knows what we're we'll figure it out. Dude, what I was I was blown away. Terry Kaiser. Take all right. Take a guess as to how old Bernie Bernie is. Terry Kaiser. All right. If he was 40 in the 80s, by my math, he's 107. <laughs> yeah, so he's probably, what? He's 70, right? 70s. 81. All right. I've seen him at conferences. He's got energy. He's always <laughs> smiling. Seems like a nice guy. So that's yeah. cool. It's cool to be. You're in a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, if you go on to IMDb right now, you, I, I think I already mentioned this. You can go on and look up my name, Casey Shear, and upcoming actor known for J, playing Jason Voorhees in the upcoming movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling you put yourself in IMDb, and I have a feeling you left out that you got the gig because you won a contest. That doesn't seem as cool. So you can edit this out if you want, JC, <laughs> if I just blew up your spot. But very cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it was awesome. cool, man. Yeah, and so uh, this is this is something I found out being on set there. With a lot of these uh, indie indie projects, and I think you and I were talking about this off, off screen also, uh, there's a thing called Indiegogo where you can go and search for the, uh, some movies and back these indie projects and actually – be in the movie or like get a, an executive producer credit, you know, for really, you know, you got to pay, you know, a little bit of money, but that's how, like I met two of the guys I became like sort of friendly with on the, on the set. That's how they got their roles in this movie is they backed the project on Indiegogo. One of them had never acted before ever. And like, honestly, he was like, from what I saw, it was the, the favorite, my favorite part of, from what I saw, and he had never acted before in his life. So is Indiegogo like a, like Kickstarter yep. or specifically yeah. for movies or is it just a, could be for anything. It's just a Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, it's just another type of uh, funding site. Cool. All right. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's a whole world out there of, of people that, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, young people coming out have no idea of like centralized entertainment. You know, there's cable TV, there's HBO and these other paid channels. They're so used to the internet and they're so used to the streaming services already where a movie like, or, and YouTube, it's YouTube nation. Like this is a real legit movie. I'm sure they're sinking tens of thousands of dollars into this. Probably not too much more than that. I don't think it's a million dollar production, but they made it themselves and it's going to get seen. Nothing like this could have happened. 20 years ago. And of course wow. that's going to change the behaviors of the consumer. The consumers, the young people were still, you know, being, you know, they're still impressionable as old people were, we're still watching ABC and NBC and CBS, you know, and if you say to a young person, Oh, what do you see that on NBC? They go, I don't have that app. <laughs> Isn't that interesting. I mean, shit's fucking changing. 
Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, Peter Anthony, the writer and director, he posted when he got home back home to Connecticut, he posted about how he just made a movie in eight days. And, uh, Tommy, our friend, Tommy McLaughlin, writer and director of part six, he was like, eight days. What the fuck? He's like, you're, you're ruining it for the rest of us. Not now you're, you're, you're changing the standard. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. When's it going to be done? When's it actually going to get released? Uh, so as of now, they're they're talking as a for a premiere of uh, October first. October first. All right. Yeah. That's not too far away. No, it's very not. cool. All right. Very cool. I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors, Casey. We have a sponsor. So we're working with Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob have a CBD product. Actually, they have a couple CBD products. And if you, our friend out there, want to actually try one of their CBD products for free, you can do that. Simply go to jsbfree.com, giant silent bob, jsbfree.com, and for free, you can get three CBD uh, pre-rolls, and they'll, they'll mail them right out to you. Now, they will charge you $5 with this coupon code, but that $5 is for the shipping. So technically, it's free stuff. You pay the shipping with coupon code DELUXE. But if you're not really into smoking stuff, right, maybe you just want to chew stuff. <laughs> well, they also have gummy bears, CBD gummy bears, Bucci bears. Casey, you're going to take another one. Oh, crazy. But if you go to BucciBears.com with the keyword, he, he's going nuts. Look at it. You're going to OD, dude. <laughs> Seen any Grateful Dead bears yet? So go to BucciBears.com. Use the keyword addition. Go to JSBFree.com. Use the keyword deluxe. All right, Casey, you ready for our main event tonight? The main event? I am. Yeah. Let's go. So I was watching a movie the other day, and I was thinking that something happened in it. It's actually one of these things that's going to be on my list here. And I, I just thought, I can't stand when they do this in movies. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking of a couple other things that I can't stand they do in movies. I was like, this is going to make a good segment. So, Casey, I asked you, what things do you hate that you see in movies? I came up with 12 things, Casey. You decided, I'm not going to come up with any. I'm going to go ask the Facebook group for theirs. <laughs> Which was a brilliant idea because you told me that you got a, a lot of great ones from. from I got the- a ton. I do have one though. I do have one. Yeah. Would you like to know what my my? Yeah. All right, let's start with yours. Let's see if yours is on my list. I hate when you're watching something, especially a live skit, that's one take because it's live, and there's people there, and they're eating, and they're just constantly. Cutting their food. You don't like that? What are they supposed to do? Eat. Eat your food like a normal person. Uh, You don't constantly cut your food. What if you're on shot 42 and you're totally full because shot 12 filled you up? This is a live show. I'm talking about a live Saturday Night Live specifically. I hate you, Saturday Night Live. (laughs) There is some anger here. I love that that pisses you off. I love it. I cannot wait to get into this list to see how you respond to the rest of these. I have never noticed anybody in the audience just cutting food and not eating it. I, I'm usually focused on the the things the, the filmmakers want me to be focused on. And you're looking behind. I, I, can't, I can't get over it. I won't watch Saturday Night Live because of it. Wow. Wow. That's, an, that's interesting. 
I'm kidding. I won't watch Saturday Night Live because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I still watch it. <laughs> You're totally normal, Casey. Everybody, everybody agrees with you on this one. All right. Well, my number 12, because I got a list of 12 here. My number 12 is that time when you see a car. And you saw this a lot more in the 80s. And the, the car is in a, a getaway and it's screeching tires on like dirt. <laughs> that drove me nuts. What do you mean? Tires <laughs> don't screech on dirt? <laughs> they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't go. Anytime uh, I've ever seen. <laughs> what are you watching? You're watching the same dumb stuff I'm watching. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard was a big one for that. The whole damn show was filmed out in the uh, in the sticks, and the damn car would always screech its tires. I guess it's it's not as cool to just have like dirt just being kicked around. That's right. a cool sound. <laughs> <laughs> Going along with that, uh, I remember seeing this always as a kid, and and thinking car scenes like that. It's a crazy car scene, and it's in the dirt like that, and they're going around in a circle or something, and you can see you can see the fifteen other circles from like the fifteen other takes that they did prior to that. It's like just take a rake out there and and rake it up. That's great. <laughs> we could we know you already did that. There's what I remember catching when I was uh, young. It was Superman two. It's when the three bad guys from Krypton land and they're take me to your leader or whatever they're doing. And the cop comes walking up, right? The hillbilly cop, hey, stay right there, right? So the one guy, or, or maybe it was the woman, lifts him up with their Krypton powers and drops him in the dirt, right? Hits the dirt and you can see the dirt a couple feet around him bounce, right? Because he's, he's really laying on a mattress, like one of those, uh, he really felt a, a dirt covered mattress. That's <laughs> how hard she threw him. Man, she made the earth just bounce. She made the ground bounce. That is so absurd. It couldn't come up with anything a little bit more uh, realistic. Uh, we're, we're really going to be picky on this. That, Sorry. that actually happened in wrestling the other night. Now, we all know, we've talked about this before. Wrestling is, you know, it's not real, but they try to make it look as real as possible. They threw this dude off of the stage through two tables the other night, and you could actually see the airbags under the table. Like, oh, uh, really? Like, come on, guys. Work a little you know harder. better than that. <laughs> <laughs> My number 11, Casey, is that, is that gun that you see in so many movies that just can't seem to hit its target ever, right? Big in the uh, Star Wars universe, we've teased Star Wars about it forever because the Stormtroopers, you never ever saw a Stormtrooper actually hit anybody. I don't think in the entire 500 movies that they made, I don't think the Stormtroopers ever actually hit a target. Well, if you know anything about lasers, Bill, it, they're not accurate. <laughs> You know what? Can you, can you tell me more? Can you tell me why? Because you seem to be pretty versed on lasers. <laughs> well, I mean, if anybody that knows anything about anything knows that. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. I mean, as a, a guy, a guy with your knowledge, I can't believe you don't know lasers aren't accurate. I, I'm completely in the dark there. I had no idea. I had no idea lasers weren't accurate. No, no wonder we're still shooting bullets in 2021. <laughs> You learn something every day. There was a great skit in the, uh, the 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 Weird Al UHF movie where he's dressed like Rambo and he's right next to his target shooting and like he still can't hit the target. <laughs> I think I saw that in another movie. You know where they got that from? 
Yeah, what? They got that from Police Squad, the original movie before The Naked Gun. Or, I'm sorry, the original show before The right. Naked Gun. It's Leslie Nielsen as the cop, and he's he's shooting a bad guy. And, you know, they're they're firing back and forth. And the, the further they pan out, they're, like, literally six feet away from each other just behind yeah. trash cans. That old gag. Uh, you know, it's they saw the same dumb shit I'm calling out. <laughs> All right. Number 10. Here's another thing that irks me when I see it. One shot deaths always or, or, or even like easy deaths. Like when, you know, Schwarzenegger's running around in the beginning of Predator and he stabs somebody in the shoulder. That guy dies instantly. Bullets like you get shot in the head. Yeah, you're going to die right away. You get shot in the shin. You're not going to die right away. Have you ever been shot in the shin? I've been shot in the shin and I'm alive. <laughs> Look, it happens to people. We get shot. <laughs> we don't die right away. This is fake shit in movies. I want some more realism in my movies. Then, then watch documentaries. And it's always like, an, <laughs> I guess. Well, it's always like an instant, like the bullet touches, like it, it, it touches you and you just, you're dead. Yeah, just stupid. It's stupid. Uh, here's another thing. So my number nine, I hate when they make a movie and they're basically forcing together actors or characters that they think will make them money. But even if they have like no chemistry and that's actually uh, what am I talking about? How about uh, a cop out? Remember, Kevin Smith made a movie like somebody said, you know, who's hot? Bruce Willis. And we should put you with somebody, you know, Nick Dalty was with Eddie Murphy. How about you're with Tracy Morgan? <laughs> like. Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan in the same movie. No, nobody wants to see that. That's compl- not interesting at all. The one yeah. Kevin Smith movie I've never seen. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, does he even admit that he made it? Oh, yeah. He talks shit on Bruce Willis all the time for it. I'm watching this show. It actually just ended, but that WandaVision show. So I won't spoil anything, but there's three characters on that show that were like B characters, C characters, maybe. D characters, maybe, in other movies. And they must have been like, hey, we have these other actors that we've worked with before. <laughs> we can pay them scale and bring them back. And it's like, all right, I, I, you're reusing some of the, your old cast. I get it, fan service. But like these three people that are hanging out together during the entire series have no chemistry together. And you can tell they're just forcing them in for fan service. You got to think about chemistry. You yeah. Gotta. You gotta. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like the chemistry of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. That was good. That was good shit. Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Not so good. Not so good. You didn't like that? No, no. But then you get like a Jackie Chan and a Chris Tucker and they're like, this is great. So let's do nine Mm. of them. (laughs) Yeah, let's do nine (laughs) of them. But somebody's going to be like, that's a, a great formula. We should copy that. That made money. So let's get two oddballs that don't fit together and make them. No, no, that's not what made that movie good. It's because they did work well together. It's not because they were oddballs. It was because they really knew how to bounce off each other. You've got to get the right performers that that actually do know how to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. Like going back to Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, I've seen interviews with Gene Wilder where outside of the movie life, they weren't personal friends. That was just all movie, like, set chemistry. Like, they weren't, they didn't hang out. They had completely separate lives. I kind of get that. I do. Like, when you're on stage with somebody for so long, you you develop a kind of conversational, I don't even know what the approach is. I know when I'm playing music, I could jump on stage with somebody I played with for 10 years, and we just kind of know where 
each other leaves off. You know, it's performance. So if you're a good performer, you don't need to know people in real life. Right. You know how to just kind of jump in and you know how, you know, to, to dance with that person. And, and there's real great performers and you can tell they're great performers. They do great things outside of real life. Like you could see them live. Robin Williams, you know, live is just as entertaining as he is in a movie. Nicholas Cage live. Not good. <laughs> what would you ever see Nicholas Cage live in? I saw him drunk on the street once. <laughs> I did. It wasn't good. Did you get your picture? No, he was yelling at, at uh, Vince Neil for Motley Crue. They were both drunk. I was watching it on There's TV. No pictures or proof of this. It's on YouTube. Oh, oh I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't there, yeah. Personally, no, 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 no. no. I'm saying, I, <laughs> there's a YouTube video of somebody who filmed. Uh, it was Ben Affleck, and then a second video of uh, Marilyn Manson just going through security at an airport. It's a 20 fucking minute video. I watched both of them. I watched 20 minutes. I just watched Ben Affleck walk through a fucking airport. No idea why. He wasn't fun. It was not entertaining. <laughs> was he? Ha- and he was hammered or what? Yeah. No, it's just just watch them walk. What? Somebody fucking filmed it. What and he put it on you? YouTube. I don't know. But why did I watch it? <laughs> That's even weirder. <laughs> All right. Number eight on my list. Um, our guest, Burt Ward, he talked about this one because it was always big in the old Batman show where the, the bad guy spills the beans on the the plan right as they're about to kill you know the heroes like you'll never escape so now i'll tell you what we're gonna do (laughs) that's bullshit but like they they actually do that a bit in some of the 80s movies i think like even die hard is kind of that way like doesn't he sort of figure out what the plan is and yeah one of the diehards and then he escapes it's like you know they would have pulled it off if they just maybe held it a little closer to their chest that's it what a stupid thing to do in a movie i mean that would never happen in real life i hope that'd be a pretty dumb criminal all right. Well, that's an easy one. So how about my number seven teenagers who aren't teenagers? That's a, that you don't see that too much anymore, but like, I know we love the Jason movies. Like I, I love when uh, it's like teens go to the camp. It's like, Oh, and then you see it. They're like 48 years old. <laughs> like you're not a teenager. You're an old man now. That's like going back to that Tammy and the T-Rex that Terry Kaiser's and Denise Richards and Paul Walker are both playing high school students. And they're definitely not. I mean, they're obviously in their 20s. Look, I think uh, the the guy who played Daniel LaRusso, what's his name? Um, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Like. I know that was, that was terrible. I should have known that. I'm getting old, but like he was 20 something when he was supposed to be a a teenager, but fucking looked like a teenager Yeah, in the eighties, especially they didn't even try. They're like today playing the teenager. It's a Morgan Fairchild. Like what? Okay. We'll believe it. Why not? Uh, Another thing I don't like, I don't like the, the trend of quickly copying something, that is either in production or has just come out. So this is a big thing like when, uh, maybe I got the order wrong, but Armageddon came out, the, the movie we've never seen before, the movie about a meteor that's coming to Earth. What will we do? And then like three days later, Deep Impact. You've never seen this before, but it's about a meteor coming to Earth. What are we going to do? And it's like, well, who you know leaked the idea to the other studio that was being made? How does this happen? But it's happened a lot. 
Right. Like when a Robin Hood movie comes out, two minutes later, another Robin Hood movie comes out. Right. Didn't there was a movie that came out was like Troy. And then they had another like also Troy 300. So. Wasn't that around the same time? Right? It was around the same time. Yeah. And uh, this goes back to one of our uh, guests, Robert Ray Schaefer, with his his movie. Remember Psycho Cop and Maniac Cop? Yeah. I mean, it's almost illegal. <laughs> That's like putting out a movie called Transformers. I mean, you're. <laughs> It's almost stealing. It's so blatant. So there's a there's a show on Hulu. It's getting a lot of press now. It's about Britney Spears. I just heard that Netflix is working on their own Britney Spears special. I'm like, we have it. It's on Hulu. You don't have to duplicate it. I, it's a weird thing that they do this. I would think it would never make money if you were last to put out something like that. If you were behind schedule, I'd be like, kill production. Let's put money into something else. But yeah. Well, know. going back to Nicolas Cage, that's like the we just we just saw. The real story of the Tiger King on Netflix. It was a series. Everybody watched it last year. And now Nicolas Cage is set to be the Tiger King in something else. It's like, get out of here. What do you mean? We already don't like Nicolas Cage. Why? Tiger King. I mean, that thing lasted like three months too long. And it was only around for three months of a day. I mean, we got, oh my God. Are they, what are they making? A movie? Yeah, I think so. Nicholas Cage, man, listen, I hope you don't listen to our show, but guys, Nicholas Cage will do any fucking thing right now for a dollar. I mean, have you gone through like Amazon Prime and some of those channels and been like, what's this movie? I think he has a deal with Shudder right now. He comes out with a movie on Shudder every other week. <laughs> really? How the Mandy. Is- there's Mandy. Then there's Mandy, I heard it's actually Mandy good. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy. He's working on Sandy now. <laughs> <laughs> How about the, uh, the the new thing that we're seeing? I think it's probably because we're getting a lot more TV shows that are getting as much respect as movies, but we're getting stories now that are really dragged out. This is my number five. So dragging out something for runtime where in reality, maybe it should have been shorter. So almost every one of these shows that are coming out on Netflix or, you know, whatever, have been uh, doing this, in my opinion. WandaVision, I'll talk about that one more time. I've seen the end, not going to spoil it for anybody. You could have cut two episodes out, you know, but they think we need long run things. I don't think we do. I think we can take a four episode show. If that's all you need for the story. Make it a four episode show. Your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are I'm the, I feel the same way about movies, long movies. I would rather have a series than a four hour long movie or three hour long movie. Like I would rather have a short four part miniseries. For example, mm-hmm. The Irishman, mm-hmm. way long too long. Yeah. I, I haven't, I honestly haven't even tried to get through it just because I, I watched it and I fell asleep like twice and I was like, fuck this. Too long. Yeah. Too long. Yeah, and totally. I'm not into the CGI, like the way that they did things. It's just. Hey, let's go into that because that's my number three. What's wrong with the CGI? <laughs> so, what's wrong with the CGI is they have an 80 year old man playing a 20-year-old man, and they have his face CGI'd to look like a 20-year-old man, but he's beating someone up, and he looks like an 80-year-old man. So what, they, Robert De Niro's the 80-year-old man, I guess? Yeah, I think that's who it was. Yeah, he, like, drags some dude out of a out of a corner store, starts beating the shit out of him on the street corner. But and they CGI'd a young face on him. They CGI'd a young face on him, but it's obviously an old man 
doing the beating because really? it's fucking just the way that it like you, they didn't even show his face that clearly in this scene. They could have got a stand-in actor to do that fight scene. Right. And then CGI'd a young face on him. That's what they did with Luke Skywalker on the right. Mandalorian show. That's weird. Here's, here's my opinion on CGI. CGI is a nice additive. It's a nice way of putting something into a movie uh, to sort of create a little bit more fantasy or, or, you know, tell the story a little bit better. When people had started to use CGI as a lore to bring people in, they felt this need to keep on pressing the CGI output more than I believe the technology was able to provide. All right. That sounded like nonsense, but what it meant is people got way too into CGI for a little bit too, too long. When Jurassic Park came out, there was great CGI, but it was put in a way that it didn't replace close-up things. You know, when a monster is looking into a car and his eye is kind of like focusing, like I'm pretty sure that was a real Robot. That was a practical effect. I know some of the legs were when it's chasing them down the, the street. That's when you use the CGI. If you ever saw this movie spawn, like I love the superhero stuff. You can tell at the end, they were like, we're going to create some kind of CGI masterpiece. And I think this thing came out in like 90 something. We haven't mastered CD, CGI. You can't make a CGI masterpiece until we've mastered CGI. It's really some of the worst animation I've ever seen. And it takes you right out of the movie. And by the time the movie's done, you're exhausted. Your eyes are tired. It's like Transformers. You, you can't, it, clearly you need CGI. But by the time you're done watching a Transformers fight, you don't know what the fuck you saw. The biggest offender is when you, <laughs> I'm really on a tear here. <laughs> my, my biggest offender lately was even in the, in the last Avengers movie in Endgame. That really did a great job of pushing CGI to like its limit. But then there was this one shot. And I know why the shot was in there because they made some story changes. And instead of having the Hulk, uh, they decided to save him for the second movie. So they needed the guy who plays Bruce Banner in something to, you know, be able to help the rest of the team. So they put him in this Hulk buster armor, right? This is the armor that Tony Stark had made. If you ever had to fight the Hulk one day, cause you know, one day you might have to fight the Hulk and that happened later in the Avengers anyway. So that thing makes a comeback and David Banner's uh, Bruce Banner, whatever his fucking name is, he's in the suit. And dude, I'm telling you, it's the funniest fucking thing. Just hit pause and, and look at this little floating head. It's just sitting on the top of the suit. The mask goes up. He's like, hey, the bad guys are coming. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I just remember focusing on that. And it threw me right out of the story. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in a movie. This is all make believe. I can't believe they did that. It must have been a last minute addition. And they must have been like, who can do this? Well, we got George. He's new on the team right out of school. All right, George, figure this shit out fast. I couldn't believe it. It's the worst. Too much CGI. We got to slow down on the CGI. Wow. Until you got to go back and watch Tammy and the T-Rex. You want some good practical effects? Woo. Man, I'm assuming you're being sarcastic, of course. I've seen like apps that you can get to basically make your own Hollywood movies. And some of the effects that they give you in these apps look as good as a Hollywood movie. All they are, are overlays. Yeah. I, we could do them on our broadcast if I had the the assets to do it. Yeah. Too much CGI. It's, do you think if I right go out. like this, you can have a hatchet come in and fucking whack you? <laughs> Something will happen. 
now that you've done it, <laughs> it might be, take me about three weeks to figure out how to animate that. But now we have it recorded. If you're listening at home, go to YouTube and see what I've come up with. <laughs> I'm running out of light, so we got to keep moving. Uh, here's another thing I hate. The, uh, the late season added characters, right? When the show starts to run out of a little bit of uh, steam, they're like, how do we spice this thing up? <laughs> right? Remember fucking married with children? Added a little kid at the end. Seven. Seven. His name was Seven. They named him Seven. They're like, what? They're like, wouldn't it be funny to watch Peg and Al try to deal with a little kid? No, not really. Yeah, let's try it. We got to get some ratings back. What season is it? What season is it? Seven. That's his name. We're going to name him Seven. (laughs) That's some lazy writing. Wasn't he like the seventh kid or something? They ran out of days for him. They named his original parents. I forget the joke. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, that's a big one. Like they did that with Brady Bunch. They brought that Oliver kid in. It's a, a jump the shark moment. There's a lot of jump the shark moments. Do you know what jump the shark is? Uh, yeah, it's when they, I, I think so. Explain it to me. Yeah, it's when a show or I guess it's a show goes too far. It's when they jump the shark and it's named after. Yeah, actually, yeah. Didn't Happy Days actually jump a shark, right? Yeah. Yes, when Happy Days was pretty much done, they were out of ideas, and whoever was running the show was just an idiot. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Let's have him on a on a surfboard." Uh, no, no, no. What was he? It was on a motorcycle. What the fuck was it? He was in something with sharks, and he yeah, it was a boat pulling a boat on a bike, a bike on a boat. I forget. And they pulled him over a ramp, and he jumped over sharks, and that was the show's jump the shark moment. That's where the the name came from. All right, let's keep it going. Number two. For me on my list, it's this is actually the one that made me come up with this idea. It's the coincidence that's needed to move the plot along. All right. So <laughs> I'm watching Terminator 3. It's on TV. I'm like, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I sit down and the main character, right? What's the fucking kid's name? The fucking John Connor. John Connor. Yeah. So John Connor's, uh, you know, running around. He's on the run. And wouldn't you know it? He bumps right into the daughter of the guy who's overseeing, completely in charge of CNET, Skynet, whatever that goddamn thing is called. How about that coincidence, Casey? The entire country, he bumps into the daughter of the guy that basically oversees Skynet. Well, that was his job to find her, right? No, he was trying to stay hidden. (laughs) He was trying to stay hidden. The the daughter owns like a, a, a vet office, and he broke into the vet office to get drugs. And she's like, I know how to beat you up because I'm the daughter of a tough officer. And he kind of like, she kind of subdues him and uh, meet my father. <laughs> Just randomly shows up at her place. Yeah. Of all Come the on. fucking places. Yeah. It's stuff like that. I can't stand Independence Day. I had one of those moments like everything blows up. The entire world blows up. But Will Smith happens to find his uh, wife and dog in the middle of a desert. Like, it's like, how does this happen? Like, you don't just bump into people in the middle of, you know, wherever. Yeah, I can't stand that when I see that. It'll instantly destroy a movie for me. How else are they supposed to make the movie, though? Get somebody more creative and write something (laughs) a little bit more clever. Why don't we make a fan movie of Terminator 3 with the writing in how you want it written? With everything fixed? (laughs) Schneider cut? Yeah, that's what we ought to do. Here, we'll fix it for you. Our new show, By Deluxe Edition. And it's just me saying all the dumb fucking ways I would fix it. You know who would listen to that? Nobody. Nobody would listen. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear how I fix shit. All right. Uh, what do we got? I think that might have been. Oh, all right. And my number one, Casey, is plot holes. 
in general, plot holes. My number, I hate when I see a plot hole, that'll destroy the movie for me because I feel like you don't have to put a movie out until it's done. I understand why plot holes exist. I understand there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of last minute decisions. Don't put the movie out. Wait till it's fixed. Call me because I'll be making a podcast about how I can fix your shit. <laughs> Call me. We'll, we'll get it fixed. We'll put it out and people will go, you know what? I just spent, you know, 20 bucks and I didn't see a movie with potholes. Value your customer a little bit, Hollywood. Name one, for example, for me. God, man, this WandaVision, it's, it's full of potholes. <laughs> like, you, you almost want to call somebody up and go, how the fuck did you forget that you set this up and didn't finish it? The entire Star Wars franchise is nothing but a giant trying to fix the potholes that were made before. That's what I mean. Don't you think they're going to try and fix it? They do. Sometimes they try to fix that stuff, but sometimes they can't. They're just like, that's too stupid. We fucked up too much. In the uh, the last, uh, we were talking about the Endgame movie just a, a minute ago. <laughs> I read something. The directors of the movie, because it's one of those like time jumping movies. That's always complicated shit. Well, how can this happen? If that happens, I don't understand. So the directors have a different explanation of what happened than the writers. Like they don't even get it. So when the writers and the directors don't agree, <laughs> it's like there's going to be plot holes. <laughs> don't put the movie out till it's ready. Nor do I want a pizza that's half baked. <laughs> you know, I don't want a doctor working on me until he's done school and has practiced on a few people. When right. you're ready, you get my money. I think we were talking about that with one with someone else that we were uh, that we had on as a as a guest. <laughs> Something to do with like executive producers and stuff like that with money with the money flow, right? Yeah, I mean, I understand. You know, this is my money. I want my investment by you know January first, twenty twenty four. Okay. But maybe work with somebody else who is going to be a little more patient. Maybe I'm super naive, but there's got to be producers out there that are like, you know what? I'm okay investing in a movie and waiting maybe a a couple more months till it's done. At the end of putting a movie together, I got to think that's when you go, shit, I really wish I had filmed a scene that does this. I really wish I had gotten the actor to do this. But, you know, he, he left the set after one day. And went back to Weekend Bernie's 3 production or whatever he's, he's doing. But, like, you know, I, I get that. You can have problems. So go do reshoots. Well, they do reshoots. Sometimes. Reshoot all the plot holes. That's <laughs> all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. That's not too Our, much to ask. No, no. Hollywood, I know you're not listening to me. <laughs> I know you're not. You got any more for us, bud? No, Casey, I think that's it. I'd actually really like to hear what you've come up with. Well, I haven't come up with a damn thing, but our fans and the Joe Bob Mutant Collective have come up with quite a few things. All right. Would you like to hear some of them? I'm ready. All right. So uh, let's see. Bob Walsh. Actually, Bob Walsh and uh, maybe about 15 other people said this. When people hang up the phone without saying goodbye. That bugs people. A lot of people. Interesting. It was one of our top comments. I can't think of a movie where that's happened, but it probably happens a lot because I don't think I remember ever hearing anyone say goodbye when they're on the phone. Come to think of it. <laughs> Good observation. Let's see. Matt Prater. When anyone shoots a gun, there is never any kickback. They yeah. just shoot it. Right. <laughs> right. Guns actually, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, big machine guns are holding him like it's a 22. You know, like, <laughs> no, no kickback at all. That's a good call. That's a good call. All right. This guy and uh, quite a few other people are not happy about this. Mm. When they put someone in charge of a franchise that they seem to either hate or know nothing about. <laughs> For example, Alex Kurtzman and Star Trek. And Ryan Johnson of Star Wars. That's a, a big <laughs> one. The second to last big Star Wars movie that came out. They fixed that now, though, right? John Favreau is a, a huge Star Wars guy, right? Well, they didn't fix it until they redo it, right? I mean, there's <laughs> the movie's still part of the universe. But yeah, no, it's a it's a good call. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, did you have to hire the cheap guy? Is that why this guy doesn't know anything about the franchise and seems to be making movies to to express how much he clearly hates the franchise because he didn't do any work in learning how to make a good movie in the franchise? Yeah, I don't know. I see that sometimes. I know exactly what they're talking about. You think they just hire a big name to try and bring him in to try and, wow, it's this guy and we're going to have him do this? And, and they... I think they hired the the cheap nobody. They're like, we have a franchise. We don't have to spend a billion dollars on Spielberg. We could spend fifty dollars on, you know, Seabold. <laughs> so then the, this guy who doesn't have the experience goes in and he doesn't really know how to make a good story come to life. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. All uh, right. That's what I notice. <clears throat> All right, here's another one. Pony Vincent. When heroes drop their wet weapons that they can use later on. They drop their weapons. This is an example I'm coming up with. Yeah, no, I'm, they're, I'm tracking. They're in, they're in a, a gunfight. You're in a blazing gunfight, and you you run out of bullets, and you just toss the weapon. Right. Ah, fuck, I'm out of bullets. I'm maybe not going to need this. <laughs> maybe you could find some more bullets. <laughs> How about you just shot up everybody in the room? Probably one of those other guns. At least pick one of them up. Maybe put one down and pick the other up. That's got some bullets left in it. All right. All right. I'm with it. All right. Jonathan Barnett. Here's one I remember from TV more than more than movies. Could he have drowned? No, he was a good swimmer. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what? I don't remember. What are we talking about? I don't know, baby. I, I don't know how he would have known that, that the person who drowned was a good swimmer, but what, what this is something that happens a lot that this person was like, I hate when this happens when the person drowns and somebody else says, huh, it was a good swimmer. I'm completely confused. This is his comment. Right, word for it. word. Jonathan Barnett. Here is one. I remember from TV more than movies. Could he have drowned? Question mark. No. He was too good of a swimmer. I'm not following. <laughs> this feels like you're playing a joke on me. Am I being punked? <laughs> One of the greatest dad jokes that I uh, that I know. It's uh, you get a whole group of people to kind of you say to them, "Hey, just laugh at this." And, you know, you wait for a friend to come walking up, right? So dumb Joey comes walking up, and you go, "Hey guys, hey guys, I got a joke." All right, so two penguins are sitting around the table. The one says, hey, pass the salt. The other says, what do you think? I have a typewriter. And we all start laughing. And then you kind of look at dumb Joey, and he looks around and sees everyone laughing. So he starts laughing. And then you stop and you go, hey, dumb Joey, do you get that? He goes, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Explain it to me, Joey. (laughs) That's what I think just happened to me. (laughs) 
All right, here's a good one. This is this is a good one. This is my favorite uh, from the list. JJ Waters ordering a beer at the bar, assuming the bartender knows exactly what kind of beer you want. There are thousands of beers. That's a good one. Yeah, give me a drink, guy. For <laughs> exactly what i wanted <laughs> that's a good one yeah but would it be weird though if they were like give me a heineken like because then you'd be like oh what is it some kind of fucking commercial i guess we wouldn't be happy with with either option all right here's a good one bill angela bates medical shows that basically assume any doctor can do anything they want yeah i don't watch a lot of medical shows too real yeah but yeah it does seem that way yeah <laughs> Yeah, she says ER doctors don't do surgery, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Angela must uh, work in the nursing or medical field. Yeah. Um, all right, here's another one. Uh, 100 round six shooters. Never ending bullets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. Right. You, you never see anybody, you know, fidget with like reloading. Yeah, no. You never see anybody do that. No. They just have like 20,000 clips somewhere on their purse. Yeah, or or they just throw the gun away. That's right. All right, here, Bill Zaboob. You know what they're saying? They're calling me a boob. Bill's a boob. <laughs> uh, I see, I know what you guys are doing out there. <laughs> I hate when everyone lands in a crouch with a fist to the floor. Try doing that in real life, even from a four foot drop. It looks massively stupid the first time I saw it, and then it gets even dumber. I actually walked out of a theater when I saw that for the millionth time. Even if it were cool, why does everyone have to copy it? Get your own signature move. I think so he's talking about like a like a, when a superhero comes down with the yeah the superhero landing. Yeah, he doesn't like it. You don't. You know why like they it. can do it because they're superheroes. Do something different. All right. He just, so he doesn't like that they all copy each other. Right. Like what? What would they do? Like, could you imagine like one just like softly floats <laughs> down? Well, Superman like, sometimes just floats down, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess it's not. He really doesn't cool. always come down with the right. No, but you don't make a presence by just floating in. You make a presence by punching the ground, dude. If you're floating from the fucking sky, it doesn't matter how you come down. You're making a presence. I don't yeah. give a fuck if you're floating down or if you're doing a mega punch. You're making a presence. You're floating uh, from the sky. I like that he hates all the mega punches. <laughs> he walked out of the theater. He paid yeah. money, and then he left. He's like, if I see one more mega punch, I'm out. Oh, I'm gone. That's it. Could you, <laughs> he probably like flipped his popcorn up. Oh, I'm sick of these mega punches. Right? And everybody else in the theater is like, the fuck? The hell was that really all about? Mega punches. <laughs> all right. Here we go. We got a few other ones here. Jimmy Hoss. He hates this goes along with the beer, the beer thing. When someone walks into a store and asks for a pack of cigarettes, I'm always like, what kind? There's a thousand kinds. Tyler Davis. Condescending writers, especially dealing with youth culture or, or any for that matter. Yeah, you can. It's pretty easy sometimes to spot bias in writing. Yeah. Kevin Brown says twisting the head to break the neck. It's almost impossible unless you're 90, 90 years old with osteoporosis. Interesting. I've seen that and always thought that worked. You know, the guy, go, Jason, comes up, and you're like, 
And I turned my head pretty far and I never heard it snap. And I'm like, so this must be the point that if I could get it another inch, that's where it cracks. That's where you hear the sound. I'm like, I want to know what Kevin, what movies Kevin Brown is watching that it needs to be more realistic for him when they're twi- like, if you're watching a movie where someone is ripping the head off of someone else, how, I mean, how realistic do you need it to be? I want to know how he knows it doesn't work. <laughs> Did he try? <laughs> Maybe with 90 year old person with osteoporosis. <laughs> Mark Smith says completely unrealistic living situations compared to a character's income or job situation. You always seem to see this in most movies that are based in New York or California. These places are expensive to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I work at a I work at a store in New York, and you see their houses. Like, That's a pretty nice damn house. Yeah, here's something I have to say for Kevin and Mark, though. What? It's not real. It's not real, Kevin and Mark. It's fiction. All right, Kevin has another one here. Uh, I'm, with, look, I'm with him. I, this is I want. I don't want to be pulled out of my movie. Watch documentaries. kevin brown also says when a knife when a knife goes through the hand but then they are able to fire a gun 10 minutes later i got stabbed once in the palm pretty badly accidentally and i couldn't even make a fist for like six weeks yeah yeah you know when you watch some of these movies like uh any of them fucking transformers the, the shit that kid went through in those transformers movies and he just gets up and runs and then falls down again gets up like eventually you don't get up yeah you know these in, in the movies you can't be killed he's totally right i wonder if kevin was stabbed pretty badly through the hand while he was trying to twist someone's head off <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see when Missy Harley, when people in horror movies leave their doors open. Yeah. That's one good way to get caught. Yeah. Have a door open. It's like, I wonder where they went. Yeah. What's that Geico commercial or whatever's out there now? It's like, don't, they're like, where do we go? Should we get into the running car? No, let's go hide in the shed. And then they go in the shed and the killer's in the shed and it says, people make bad decisions, whatever the ad's for. I can't remember, but like, that's an old trope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people run upstairs when they're being chased. Like what, what a dumb decision. How do I get away from them? Trap yourself. Good idea. All right. We have one more here. Hillary Curry does not like when a female and a male are partnering up in a fight and the female is written to do nothing but stand there or fight pathetically. She's a fighter. I'm trying to think of an example of it. Yeah. That would be kind of lame. If I saw, you know, the dudes like doing all this, doing all the heavy lifting and, you know, the woman's like slapping, you know, with her hands up, like like that would, (laughs) that would be pretty shitty, but I can't really think of a movie that's done that. But uh, yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure what type of fight, I mean, what what type of movie are they male and female partnering up to fight him? Like that, there was that one where the it was J Lo and like, like the movie you mentioned earlier, right? That J Lo and Ben Affleck, like they were. What was that called, Mister and Mrs. Smith? Was that that movie? Yeah, you're thinking it. I was Ben and Ben and J Lo were in 
Jiggly or Geely. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of, of uh, Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Angelina Jolie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that fight, like, but she was she was a fighter in that though, right? I can't. She know. fought. She fought good in that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure what uh, types of movie Hillary Curry is talking about, but I, I know you know a lot of things were really imbalanced in the '80s between the sexes. But it's interesting that, that she's saying that. Like, I can't. I'm thinking of all the movies with maybe the Avengers in them, right? There's men and fem- men and women. They all fight very damn good. Do they fight each other? Do you ever see a man punch a woman? Does a woman punch a man in those movies, or are they always punching their own genders? I don't know. And in, in the '80s, anything went. You do anything. Yeah. And now I wonder how they how they deal with that. I don't know. Did they have? Uh, did you see the new Death Wish? I didn't see the Bruce new one. Willis. No. I bet there's not a rape scene in it. Oof, that's a rough one. We talked about that in another episode. I've actually just watched it. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely about, it's a different time now than it was that. Jeff Goldblum, the raper. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I can't get that vision out of my head. <laughs> I, like, I was I'm not about, laughing at rape, people. Rape is not funny. Jeff Goldblum, he's a creep. Yeah. No, like, like every time you see Jeff Goldblum, you're like, oh, he, I love him. He's the happy. Well, this will fuck it up. Like, you'll have trouble looking at Jeff Goldblum the same way after the after yeah, watching. Go watch Death Wish. Uh, all right, so we got one more. This is a favorite. This is a favorite one of mine. I don't have the guy's name written down, but uh, he says it's not that easy to kick windshields out of vehicles. <laughs> He works for he works for a vehicle company. He puts windshields in for a living, and it's not easy. That's true. It, it looks awfully easy in the movies. <gasps> Smash! <laughs> wow, this thing was made of, of nothing. This was made of very thin glass, not safety glass, not like real life. It's almost like this is fiction, not real. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good list. This is a fun one. All right. Yeah, buddy. Well, we've been yabbering, jabbering, yabbering. See, I'm so tired now making up words. Wimp womp. I go, wimp womp. Wimp womp. See? (laughs) (laughs) I was just as tired when I posted that in our Facebook group as I am right now. So maybe I'll go on the Facebook and I'll I'll try to to redeem myself with something even more. I'm so tired, Casey. (laughs) All right, folks, go to our, uh, that's it for this episode. Go to our Facebook page, Deluxe Edition, yet another pop culture podcast. We're on Instagram, Twitter, our website, deluxeedition.show. That has everything on there that you need to know about us. Has our our sponsors, Instacart, Jay and Silent Bob, the CBD. Uh, we're on the No Phony Podcast Network. Check everyone out over there. And that's it. And tell your friends if you like what we're doing. You know, we're having fun doing it. So we enjoy, you know, having people actually listen to us. Again, in this case, you said go to deluxeedition.show and we'd love your, your, send in your comments, send in everything. We'd like to read that stuff on the air. So remember to do that. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and click the bell so you know, uh, when we post a new show and also if you uh if you're interested when we hit a thousand subscribers i'm going to be giving away a few things we have a a big giveaway coming up you're going to get some of the shirts that casey has worn no no 
None of my t-shirts. Unwashed. (laughs) We know you want them. (laughs) 